You are listening to Freedom Wrangler's main focus. We are going to talk about something amazing in the Word of God today. We can't wait to share our hearts with you. So why don't you sit back, saddle up, and help us wrangle in the freedom of knowing Jesus. Well, hey, Jamie, it's it's Friday. It's Friday. We normally record on a Thursday, but Thursday, what do they call it? Thirsty Thursday? That's weird. No. <laughs> I'm not going to call it that. <laughs> only for water. You can only drink water. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we normally record on a Thursday, but our schedules are just hairy. Jam-packed. They're jam-packed, girl. I mean, between you and, and decorating the, the youth pastor's house and yeah. me having to deal or work out hosting a wedding shower. Mm-hmm. Um, I have taken on a task that has been exciting, yeah, uh, yeah. new, adventurous, and a bit a lot of work. I'll just say that it's just been constant stuff oh, yeah. that I've been having to do and trying to maintain mm-hmm. my own schedule and not right. you know, messing up my schedule with things I have to do for keeping my house in order. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, adding um, this new element. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think that, um, when we take on these things, we're all gung ho at the beginning, aren't we? We're like, Ooh, I can do it yeah. all. Yeah. And then you kind of get halfway through it and you're like, hit the wall. You're like, what was I thinking? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. And I got all this decoration stuff all throughout my house now. It's like, so it's like, like a bridal shower threw up in your living room. Yeah, huh? that's exactly <laughs> what it's like. I'm like, okay, well, I guess it's good to have this stuff lingering around. So it kind of yeah. reminds you, okay, we're getting closer. And I'm now I'm trying to organize my boxes so that when I take all this stuff, mm. I put it in the car and just have it set kind of like when you're moving and you yeah. just kind of this is labeled for this area this area this Absolutely, area yeah because we're going to have a karaoke area Ooh. we're going to have a donut area we're going to have a memorial area oh, and man. then we have the kitchen that's just going to be jam-packed full of food and coffee and drinks and all that so Fun. it's going to be awesome i know that it's going to it's going to be a real blessing and a whole lot of fun because yes. you are all about the fun yes. but the work that you have put in it's a labor and intensive it's a labor of love it is is a labor of love i feel like jesus is coming back (laughs) i love it i'm like lord are you gonna come back right (laughs) take me out of this craziness exactly uh, i am not gonna lose my joy i'm gonna keep praying Mm. and praying it up know that the lord's got this and absolutely he does he's definitely got it and you know um like yourself like you said i am running around we're remodeling our parsonage that has been vacant for several years for our youth pastor and i hate it but our um our main church doesn't have a lot of storage unit like space there's not a lot of closets and things like that when they designed that building years ago they just didn't plan properly for you know extras well, the parsonage kind of became our storage area. So we've had to really work on getting, and, and when I say storage, it's like Christmas decorations, you know, the extras that you have for different events and things like that. So we've had to really work hard to get all that narrowed down and put into the right places. But now we're at the stage of like breaking, like demoing a bathroom. And I have never seen a bathroom like this. I've demoed several in our own houses. Mm -hmm. Girl, 
this is in like a 1960s house. They made that stuff to stay. It's like hooked up to cement and chicken wire and more cement. And my poor pastor, he said, I was taking a sledgehammer just to get one tile out for you. And he said, I think I was at it for like 16 minutes for one tile. And let me tell you, the whole bathroom is tiled three quarters of the way up the wall, all the way around. So we're working on that right now, but it's fun stuff, but it's a lot of to and fro because our church, you know, where this location is, is 30 minutes from our house roughly. So that's not close, but it's fun. I love being able to pick out the colors and I like to do the shopping part. That's the fun stuff. Um, I don't have the skill to put the tile up. Don't ask me to do that. Somebody had a harebrained idea that I was going to put the tile up in the kitchen. I said, how about no? (laughs) Yeah. If you want it level and straight, don't ask me because yeah. that ain't my thing. <laughs> yeah, that's not me either. See, at least we know our boundaries. We're like, listen, yeah. I don't do that. I know I'll my, shop it. <laughs> yes, I know my expertise. I know I can pick out colors that complement each other. I know I can what like in that respect, what will flow. Um but when it comes down to like, I can paint, don't get me wrong. I can paint. There's, there's several things I can do. I can stain wood. I can work with that kind of thing. I've got an eye for those things, but when it comes to, I don't do electrics and I don't tile and I don't plumb. Don't ask me to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, but they're getting it done. And you know, the problem is we just have a tight window to get it done. in. it's so, Oh, so narrow. We are at seven days today and she arrives. Yeah. She comes next week, right? She comes the first of August. Yeah. Next week is all we've got. Like, so really everything has to be done in seven days because I got to get that house clean. Lord help us. Anyhow, it's going to come together. God always shows up and he always helps. I just need a lot of extra energy in the process. Yes. We'll be praying for you with that. Please do. Please do. Thank you. So we were talking about a couple of different things and, um, you had a verse that really stood out to you in second Corinthians. So why don't you just share that with us, Jamie? All right. So second Corinthians seven, um, I just kind of did a breakdown of what, what that is saying and what it's talking about. So I'll just kind of go through that. Um, it says, cleanse yourself from every defilement of the body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion. Holiness involves purification of all aspects of life, including um, how believers treat and use their physical bodies. Mm. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, As well as purity in the realm of their spirits affecting their inward thoughts and desires. It says the fear of God, reverent obedience is the only way of wisdom for the believer in the light of fatherly discipline of God. Hmm. So in this life and the coming judgment. So, you know, the reverent obedience is the only way of wisdom for the believer in the light of fatherly discipline. And I feel like in this society nowadays, um, there is a lack of reverence, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like the, the lack of the fear of God. It's like, there's no fear. And I don't mean like the scary, like I'm watching a scary movie fear. I'm talking about a reverence, uh, kind of a, like a daughter in a father and daughter relationship where there's this honor code, you know, 
of honoring our fathers. And it's like, how are we honoring our father with our bodies? You know, how are we portraying ourselves? How are we working with our hands? How are we intaking uh, certain types of foods? How's that helping Mm -hmm. my body to function? Mm -hmm. Um, Am I taking care of good care of my body? Not to the effect of where I want to be worshiped, but rather I want to use my body as a tool for God. Mm -hmm. And I think that the way the world, if you were to look at a gold gem symbol, for instance, Mm -hmm. you look at that symbol and you see it and you're like, that symbol wants to be worshiped. Mm-hmm. And that's what people, when they go in there, a lot of them are thinking, I want to look like that because I want people to idolize me and I want people to be like me. Yeah. And I worked in that industry for a long time. I was a personal trainer, as y'all know, from other segments uh, that we've spoken on, um, that there is this air um, when you go to certain types of field facilities like gyms and all that where there's this air of wanting to idolize somebody in there and want to be like them. And that's, that's an idol. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. I think that, um, you know, there's so many things that we can unpack in this verse, just this one verse alone. It's very powerful. And, uh, like you said, a lot of people get into the, first of all, gyms can be very intimidating. Yes. If you're not in shape, a gym can be very intimidating to some Mm -hmm. people. And then, so, you know, they have planet fitness that has evolved out of this where, um, everybody's like welcome basically is their whole philosophy that, you know, it's the, it's the judgment free zone is their motto. And I think that that's great because it gyms like gold's gym, especially they have been notorious for setting the standard of if you don't come in looking like, you know, you've worked out and eaten 16 egg whites and that's all you eat all day and your biceps are, you know, rocking like 18 inch biceps. Well, then you're not welcome in there because that's where they grunt and they scream and all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. And um, one of the things at Planet Fitness that they don't let you do is that they actually call you out if you start, you know, and and you're just like, okay, well, you just settle down over there. But I think that Christianity is much like that in that it can be intimidating for someone who maybe doesn't think they have it all together to enter the church. Hmm. And I think that comparison can be laid out there that there's a lot of people in our world that are scared to darken the doors of a church for fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. And the church really should be that place that is judgment free, that people should be able to walk in and receive unconditional love acceptance without judgment. And we sometimes turn our churches into the gold's gym in Christianity where people walk in and everybody turns their head to see who is that. And then God forbid that they have a tattoo or they have a piercing or a rip in their jeans that doesn't fit with the mold that people think should be the church. And, um, I think sometimes 
the church just needs to have what my dad used to say, a checkup from the neck up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, change your thought process. Stop judging people. And, um, but in this verse, we're supposed to be, you know, I think one of the verses uses the word sanctification. Yeah. Like a couple of them use sanctification. I was looking at multiple, uh, translations here and, and, you know, sanctification means to be set apart. Yeah. We're supposed to be set apart as Christians, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but being set apart doesn't give us the right to judge. It doesn't justify judgment upon other people. Just means you're supposed to live a different lifestyle. Yeah. And we're always striving to do that because none of us are perfect. You know, we all know this. Jesus was the only one who was perfect. And I just think that it's so interesting that, you know, he ties in not, it's not just the spirit. He ties in the flesh. Yeah, that's what I thought was interesting too. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you look at the flesh, as you said, that's our body. It's what do we put into our body? Yeah. What do we do with our body? Mm-hmm. Where are we taking it? What are we doing with it when we go to those places? And back then we have to remember, I mean, Paul was a Roman citizen and Rome was rife with perversion of all kinds i mean the romans if they didn't want a baby they would take them and throw them down on the rocks and let it die Mm -hmm. they homosexuality was very accepted as was lesbianism it was very rampant in rome so a lot of these things when he talks about defiling the body this is the stuff he's referring to yeah you know and um a lot of you know by listening to us that I am a I'm a such a nerd. I love things that have to do with history and especially biblical history. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I watched was um, kind of like my version of Indiana Jones out there looking at um, some Roman baths. And mm-hmm. the Roman baths were super interesting because they were communal baths. So like, there were a lot of things, I'm not even going to go into what went on, but there were a lot of perverted things that went on in these baths. Lots. Yeah. However, they actually began to separate. This comes back to the sanctification. They began to create individual baths for single people that were Christians so that they were not put into the same like in that situation with a group of people that were, I'll just say it, they were having orgies, you know? And this is the stuff that, I mean, that's the reality. If you understand the history back then, that's the reality of what Paul was talking about. And let's just be real, Jamie. It happens in our society today. Yeah. So he's saying what you do with your physical body matters just as much as spirit, because you're defiling. When you defile your physical body, you're defiling your spiritual spirit, man. Yeah. Same time. Yeah. And there are so many other scriptures that go in line with that. You know, yeah. like first Corinthians six nineteen, it talks about, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy spirit within you, whom you have, whom you got from God and you are not your own. And then it talks about that. Do you not know that, uh, 
it also talks about in Romans 12, 1, I appeal to you there for brothers by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So you're presenting your body. This is a physical thing and holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And then Leviticus 19, 21, you shall Mm. not make any cuts on your body for the, for the dead or tattoo yourselves. I am the Lord. Now that was just kind of talking about, you know, cause that's what they did back in those days. Mm-hmm. They did it for spiritual things. Mm-hmm. They did it for like a spiritual purpose, that's right, yeah. you know, and, uh, you were bought with a price to yes. glorify God with your body, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. So mm-hmm. we have this authority over our bodies mm-hmm. that we are responsible for. And I do believe that we are going to be accounted for the things and the deeds we do in this body. Yes. And we have to be so careful, um, you know, because there are reactions, just like things we put into our mouth, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, cholesterol issues, high blood pressure, uh, diabetes. I mean, these are all things that we, we can help control by the things we put in our mouths and, Mm -hmm. and the things we do with our bodies. That's right. So, uh, I think that the Lord is, is concerned about those things because he wants us to worship in spirit and truth. And why not do that with our whole self? You know, why not do that with our whole body to worship him with all of us? Yes. All of yes. our mind, body, and soul. That, that's, I completely agree with you because, and, and I've said this numerous times in that when somebody gets saved, they, um, they need to change the places they go, they go. They need to change the people they hang out with. They need to change if, if they're not hanging out with Christians, if they're not hanging out in church and they've been hanging out in, you know, it it doesn't have to be some seedy place. You could just be hanging out and playing for, for instance, you could be playing, uh, you know, basketball with a group of guys that cuss, You got to change that because you're just going to go back to your old ways. But if you decide to play basketball with some Christians and people know that, but then you mix in some of the non-Christians, the unsaved, I tell you what, you're going to have an influence on the unsaved more in that type of a situation. But a lot of times we just, people get saved and they go back to where they were and they don't understand that. We've been bought with a price. Yes. And that our sancti and and I don't want to use this word sanctification too much, but it's such a great word in the respects that when you understand the meaning of it, it's just so wonderful. It's not, I think old church, old schools of sanctification, you know, you would hear that. Oh, you need to get <laughs> sanctified. <Yeah. laughs> And and so so a lot of little L was it? That's it. Oh, get sanctified. (laughs) (laughs) But but when you think about it, it really turned people off. Yeah, because they didn't understand what the word meant. And I think that in some ways, pastors used it as a threat rather than teaching and saying, "Well, sanctification. You need to be sanctified." Why? Because sanctification means you're set apart. You're different. So you should really 
not be acting sanctified, but you should be acting different than you were before you were saved. Yeah. Yeah. It's the change. And and there should be an outward sign of that inward change. Manifestation. Yeah. There would be a manifestation of whatever's happening inside your soul. Like whatever's going on inside here, which the Holy Spirit does the work because the Holy Spirit seeks out all truth. It is truth. So you know that it's the Holy Spirit whenever it's the that, you know, you feel that earnestness inside. And that's how it works with me is like, it seeks out all truths. It's once truth and, uh, you just know it. And the more you read the scripture, Mm -hmm. the more you read the Bible, it'll just pop out to you. You're like, Oh, that's what the Holy spirit's speaking to me. I see. I see. I understand now Mm -hmm. I get it. I need to take better care of my body. Even though I am saved by grace, I still have, you know, I still have control over what I do with my body. Yeah, I still am going to be accounted for, for the deeds of my, what I do in this flesh. Uh-huh. That's right. I'm saved by grace, but I still am going to be accounted for, for the things I do inside of this body. And I think sometimes there's a blurred line when people, you know, speak too much about grace and they don't really talk about what we're doing in these bodies. Hmm. You know what I, think I mean? People use grace as a justification to, to do sin. what they want to sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been saved by grace. It's okay. It's okay. God's gracious, you know? And so, but I also, and, and two like Christians, and we've talked about this in the past, but I'm going to touch on it again. Christians are some of the worst for defiling their body by what they put in it. Let's just be real. Christians oh, yeah. are some of the worst by the junk food. Listen, you came and I love my church. You guys, I love them. I love my church. I love the people. They are so giving and boy, we got some great cooks in our church, but girl on the 4th of July, how many tables did we have pushed together with sweets? Girl, there was a huge table, but you know, that's just like with Baptist Baptist. We're just as bad. We just have all kinds of food, fried chicken, barbecue banana pudding i mean just like y'all had all up you had the big spread we did too girlfriend we had all we have all the sweets and donuts and all the things you cookies and it's you know it's not that those things are are bad it's not that they're taboo but we we do it in excess and and it's not it's not baptist it's not the you know the Nazarenes over here or the Pentecostals over there. It's not that. It is that Christians, for whatever reason, we got to celebrate everything, a whole lot of stuff that ain't good for us. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that table and I thought, my dear Lord, how many people do we have in this group that are diabetics or are overweight or, you know, And we're just, and a little bit is okay, but there was excess. And I'm talking about the excess is really what I'm talking about. And it's not just our church or your church. It's all over the globe. There's this excess that we do. And Americans are the worst. We are the worst. We are. We love our food now. We overkill everything. And if, you know, there's been this motto for years, well, it it was, you know, if it feels good, do it. Well, mm-hmm. I think that unfortunately there's a group of people out there that are like, well, if it tastes good, eat it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I love, I, I'm a foodie, just like uh, the next person. I love to enjoy a good meal. I love a great restaurant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be all that you do. It shouldn't be all that you take pictures of when that's all you do is take pictures of food and you're not a flu- food blogger and you're not a chef. Let's sit down and talk. I saw a video. This that's morning. called food porn. Yes. That's what that is. And I hate that term because it, I know I do too. I, it's, I, but that's what they call. Yeah. 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 So instead of watching real porn, they watch food porn. It's just as bad, you know, you're jonesing for that. And um, everybody gets a hankering every now and again. Now, sometimes <laughs> that's your word, girl. Hankering. hankering this word. I love that word. Hankering. It's so much fun. Um, <laughs> But I mean, I, it's so funny. I got, and I get a hankering for weird things. Okay. Like I got a hankering for basil. I just, I love basil. I would eat it with every meal. Like Mm. I love it. And I was like, why do I crave basil? I just kept craving it. See, that's me with the cilantro. I love cilantro, fresh cilantro. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way with that too. And I looked it up and basil is actually a great thing for stress. And I thought my body must be trying to tell me that it's feeling a little stressed. So I've been eating, like I was buying the packets of it and I was just, it was in every salad I made and, you know, but mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. you have to listen to your body. But when, when the body is craving Krispy Kreme donuts, so when the body <laughs> is craving, you know, Dairy Queen, you need to reassess that craving. Yeah. And I saw a woman and it disappointed me greatly today on social media that I follow and they're Christians. And she said, I just want to be transparent with everybody. And she's got this huge bowl of ice cream. She's sitting Mm -hmm. in her car as well. And she's like, is anybody else out there an emotional eater? And she said, cause I am. And she was like, my husband just said, go get what you want. Go get a, a you know, an, a shake or ice cream or burgers, just leave the house and just go. And she said, I'm an emotional eater. And she is sitting eating this massive thing of ice cream. And she said, normally I would go and I would get, you know, the triple burger at Wendy's and I would get like three or four sides and sit and eat them. And she's like, I wish that food like eating food was one of the five love languages. And we need to ask the Lord to give us that. And it really disappointed me and sat in my heart that instead of turning to the Lord Almighty, when she felt emotional, like emotional eating, she didn't turn to him. She turned to the food instead of God. Yeah. Doesn't the Bible say that he satisfies Oh yeah. I mean, that's why, that's why people should fast. You know, I think people should fast. I think, uh, I think that it's a good thing so that you can really figure out if you might be addicted to certain things, you know, and try to reassess your body. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying that everybody should do it. I'm just saying that I I recommend it it, to see, you know, test yourself just to test and, and, see your relationship with the Lord and see if you come to him, mm-hmm. uh, first, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that was, it just saddened me because she puts out some great things. And then I saw this and I thought we're all weak. Okay. I'm not, yeah. I'm not judging. That is not what right. I'm doing here, but my heart was saddened for her that she didn't turn to him first. 
mm-hmm. that she didn't say, Lord, I'm emotional right now and I'm craving this, that, and the next thing yes. rather than hopping in the car and driving away and sitting and eating in the car by herself, videoing it for all of Instagram to see she could have gone and had quiet time with the Lord in the car mm-hmm. and gone for a walk somewhere yeah. in the quiet and mm-hmm. talked to him rather than people that she doesn't even see. It just broke mm-hmm. my heart a little bit for her, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, that's where I, I come back to this verse and looking at it and what do we do with our body? What, yeah. You know, there's the good news translation says all these promises are made to us, my dear friends. So then let us purify ourselves from everything that makes body or soul unclean. And let us be completely holy by living in awe of God. I love that phrase instead of the fear of God, the awe of God, the awe of God. Yeah. And that's probably that actually that is a better word because fear can be translated. So, you know, you know, perverted. Yeah. And, yeah. and what it really means, which is being reverent or being. Yes. Um, in awe of him. Yeah. yeah and and I, I think so many people take that word fear and they manipulate it. And they're like, you're supposed to be scared of God because he's a big, mean man with his fist mm-hmm. and he's going to get you. And you that's know? not him. No. Now he is righteous. He Absolutely. is a righteous God. Yes. And you should be fearful of him if you don't have the blood of Christ on your life. <laughs> well, you should be looking at you, you know, to know right and not do it is sin. That's yeah. the definition. And um, the children of Israel are such an unbelievable example of God's anger and his grace. And I will use the example of um, I, I've been reading about Gideon. And, uh, you know, in judges, I'm going through the book of judges and boy, if if there was a book that you look at the children of Israel and like, you guys are knuckleheads, you are Mm -hmm. such dum-dums. He gave you everything. And what did you do? You said, no, I want to worship Baal instead. Like, and, and Baal is the God of, of rain. They wanted to worship the God of rain rather than the creator of the universe who'd given them everything. How foolish. But anyways, God would pull them out and then they would do it again. And he'd pull them out and they'd do it again. And he'd give them another judge and then they'd do it again. And so eventually when they started crying out to God, he was like, "Uh uh-uh, I have saved you from the Egyptians. I have saved you from the Ammonites. I've saved you from the Moabites. I've saved you from, and he goes on through it. And he said, no, I'm not, I'm not. But then. And this is where it shows this grace of God. He turns around and he said, but we won't, we won't worship idols anymore. Just help us. We won't do it. And then he said, okay, okay. He softened and he said, okay, I'll bring another judge to you. And it's like, that's the graciousness of God. Cause he kept, you know, pull them out, pull their fat out of the fire. But eventually he was like, you know what? I'm done. I am done with this. Mm-hmm. And he kind of made him sit on it for a little bit. Yeah. But he didn't leave him there. He still pulled him out. Yeah. So I think that, you know, we have a duty to understand how to fear or live in awe of God in so many different ways. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, if in my opinion, just my opinion, I believe that if you are defiling your body, you're defiling your spirit, man. Yeah. 
because yep. they're tied together. Yep, they are. And you know, you know that song, uh, "Fill My Cup, Lord." Mm -hmm. You know, it's like there are days where we have like that much built up in our soul, and yeah. normally that's because of something that we defiled our bodies with. Mm -hmm. But when we're full, when we're full to the rim, it's because you were in line and in step with the Lord. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the reason why we're like half empty is because we've defiled ourselves in some way. We need to go ahead, repent, you know, and say, Lord, I'm sorry, please, Lord, I need to be filled up again. Please fill me, Lord. Yeah. I want to be in line with you. And then you'll see that you're full again. It's not saying that you're not saved. It just means that your, your cup isn't as full because of defilement in your life. And I know I've been there where I felt like I only had this much, maybe a teardrop of water. And mm. I was, you know, just felt like, and it was because I was not in step with the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I, I just was like, I, I don't feel like I was really communing. I wasn't communing. I couldn't really feel the Lord, but the more the more I was communing with the Lord and reading the word and worshiping and spirit and truth to going to church with my fellow believers and getting encouraged and, you know, having my friendships right in step with the Lord, I was full. Yes. I'm full. Yeah. But when I'm not, or if I'm looking at a movie that I know is not right, all of a sudden I'm low again. I'm like, why am I so low? Why do, why do I feel so bad? What, what's up with that? And it's because, because of what I put in my head. Well, yeah, and it's it's what we allow in, and it's the same thing. You know, these two, they run these parallels. It's what you put in your physical body, what you put in your spirit, which, man, it affects you. Yeah. You know, if you're eating a Snickers bar and that's all you're eating all day, you're going to eventually crash. And you can gain the weight, and you're like... <laughs> man, I feel terrible. And you're like, I have no energy. Yeah. And, and no matter what the commercial says, like you don't need to eat a Snickers to feel like yourself. So, no. Nope. Um, and the thing is about eating the Snickers, it's got the sugar in there. And what it happens is, is you crave more of it. So you can't just have one. Mm -hmm. It's like crack, you yeah. know, it's like, you know, you just can't stop eating it. Yeah, because yeah. of the sugar in there, you're you're salivating your your body's just wanting more and more of it. So if you have to grab something for chocolate, especially for us women that have that time of the month, get that dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. Get that dark chocolate. Seventy-five to eighty percent is the best. Yes, get that chocolate, and then you just have a couple bites of it, and then you got your chocolate fix, and then you won't want to have more of it because. You're just like, okay, I got my chocolate fix. I'm good. Yeah. Do you yeah. Know and it's, it's, well, you know, I mean, when you eat those things that are very high fructose, it spikes your insulin. And yep. the Snickers bar is an example is high insulin, but it's the same thing when it is your spirit man. What are you putting in? If yes. you're putting a bunch of junk in, you're not going to have anything to give out. And mm -hmm. we're supposed to be able to give from our cup. Our cup should be full and overflowing because, yes. you know, you look at Psalm 23 and it says, my cup runneth over. That's what we want. We and want, to we be want our cup to run over, but your cup can't mm -hmm. run over if all you're taking in is secular music, secular books, 
If you spend more time on social media than you do in the word of God, you need to assess mm-hmm. the situation. I'm just going to yeah. say it. You being to, real. Yeah. You got to hit pause. Listen, I know for the iPhone, it'll tell you how much screen time you spend. So if you've got an addiction, you can actually set it to where it will lock your phone and you can't get into that app if you're spending too much time on it. It's called yeah. self-control. But that, again, that comes back into your physical body just as much. And so they do, the spirit man, the spirit body, and the physical body run parallel side by side. They are going together when they yeah. are in sync, when you are eating right, when you are spending time in the word, man, whoo, they ain't no stopping you. You are full yeah. and it is running over. Yep. But, That's right. You know, I, I agree with Jamie. You've got to, we as a Christian people, as people who call ourselves the children of God, should be mm-hmm. taking care of ourselves and living mm-hmm. that way, living separated and apart. And so I, I, for me, how do I live separate from the world? Because it's really what it comes down to. How do we live separate yeah. from the world? Mm-hmm. The movies we watch, you mentioned it already. Mm-hmm. Television shows we watch, mm-hmm. you know, um, books, sometimes ladies, I'm just going to tell you like it is, you get hooked on these romance novels. That ain't real love. You yeah. Put that garbage down. You know, that could really set you up for failure too. Yeah, it can. Cause it's not real. Yeah. No and real marriage or, Oh mm. Lord, put that stuff down. Stop it. You got an addiction to it. You need to stop it. And, um, you know, other things are people that you spend time with and places you go. Yeah bars that's not a great place to hang out as a christian what kind of witness are you being yeah what kind of music's being played and what's the atmosphere let's just be real bars are places where people generally go to pick up somebody else nightclubs are the same thing you know Mm -hmm. and and so you don't need to be hanging out in places like that and uh so from from a christian standpoint we got to separate ourselves in that we look a little bit different we go different places we act a little bit different so that when i walk into lowe's to pick out a toilet they recognize there's something different about me i'm just a little bit nicer than the average customer yeah and they see jesus shining through me but if you ain't filling yourself with the light and you're filling yourself with the darkness of the world well you're not going to have a light to share with anybody Yeah. Yeah. And time is short. I I really do believe that. I just, the way our society is going. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I know we haven't, uh, we've been focusing more on the main focus because, uh, you know, this, sometimes this world is so can be so draining that we could get too much of it and it's just gets old, you know, it does. It just gets old. And, and that was one of the things, you know, I think I said to you, I just look at it and I go, I think I said that my message to you this morning, I just yeah. kind of like, yeah. oh, I don't have time for that. Like, I don't have energy for it No, mm-hmm. to weed through it, to look at it and think, okay, well, great. How's that going to benefit my life? You know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I really, for me, I've just... I'm going to the word, I'm going to the Lord. And I just keep saying, speak to me, Holy spirit about what you want in my life and focusing on the world. It's probably not a great digestion either. Yeah. It's really wacky out there. And some Christians are really hung up on some of the stuff that's taken place and we have to be alert. We've got to be aware, but don't be consumed. 
Um, and, uh, and I think Christians should have some more self-control with what they eat and yeah. I'm sorry if I've ruffled some feathers when saying it, but that's how I feel. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do too. I know that, and you know, it's not getting to the point, you know, flipping the coin over here about how we can overly be, uh, health nuts or overly be consumed with exercise. Uh, cause we're not trying to worship ourselves. That's right. Okay. And there is moderation that can take place where you're, uh, just being aware. Okay. When I eat this, is this going to benefit my body or is this going to cause me more suffer suffering yeah. in yeah. my body? Uh, if I exercise, is this going to benefit me, uh, by exercising and walking, is this going to lower my cholesterol? And I can say, yes, 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 it will. Um, but you know, it's just coming to that point of realization of, you know, having being mo- being moderate in what you're doing, but mm-hmm. also realizing, is this going to benefit my body to where I'll be able to worship God, uh, without compromising my body. That's right. You know, I want to take right. care of it. Yes. I want to take care of my body, but not be overly overtly where I'm obsessive with, Oh my God, I go to the gym today. If I don't go, then it's, Oh my gosh, you know, then I'm going to, it's going to be the end of the world, you know, but you know, finding time for it and making a schedule. And, you know, if you don't make a workout, don't beat yourself up over it. Just know you'll get back to it mm-hmm. another day. Cause I know things come up, but you know, just, just being self-aware, mm-hmm. Being self-aware of your body and, and knowing that you're using this body as a tool for God, for his kingdom, not for yourself, but to help others. Um, and that's what we should be kingdom kind of minded in that aspect when we're doing these things. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, you know, this verse, uh, you know, second Corinthians seven, one really ties into, and because it's written by the same author, Romans 12, one, and he starts mm-hmm. off with, therefore, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. It's the same concept. I mean, Paul is saying it time and time again, every letter he's addressing how we live our lives physically and spiritually matters. It does. It does matter. And um, here's the thing. If you don't take care of your physical body and God's called you to do something, he has a purpose and a plan for your life, but you're constantly sick because you haven't taken care of the vessel he gave you to do the good work in that he's called you to do, then you're never going to be able to fulfill his calling upon your life. That's right. And if it's as simple as eating a little bit healthier, if it's as simple as going for a walk once a day, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. And, you know, I will uh, come back to 
um, what I said last week where I was talking about, you know, the different prescriptions that all the doctors wanted to give me and, um, you know, how I made a decision that, Hey, I don't want to take all that because all they do is mask what's going on. And it really had me hot. I was really hot about it. I was like, all you guys want to do is mask rather than heal. And we should be healing our bodies. We should be looking to do that rather than, oh, okay. You know, I hate our, our medicine here in the United States because why? Our doctors aren't trained to heal. Our doctors are trained to treat a symptom. And this is no disrespect to physicians out there because I know that they go to work, you know, they train for so long and sit so many exams to bear that title. But aren't we doing a disservice to everybody if they could be healed by what they eat and by their exercise rather than by a tablet? Yeah. I mean, and I get it too, because I worked in that industry. I worked in the pharmaceutical industry and, you know, to be honest with you, the pharmacists are the ones that know so much about these drugs Yes. You know so much about the chemical reactions. I mean, that's their specialty. And so I worked alongside of these pharmacists. And let me tell you, a lot of the stuff, they would just tell them to get OTC, you know, over the counter stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, like vitamins and minerals, magnesium, and some people needed iron, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, just, just so many different things that they know that they didn't have that prescription. They yeah. could easily get them something that was over the counter oh, that could yeah. help them. And, you know, it's just, they, they have authority to do that kind of stuff because they're, you know, pharmacists. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it's really interesting how I went from the pharmaceutical, from the fitness industry to pharmaceutical. Mm-hmm. And to be mm-hmm. honest with you, a lot of the pharmacists that I work with, they were big exercisers. Yeah. Yeah. They tend to be pretty healthy people. Most of them. Very. They they never, a lot of them that I worked with did not take medications. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that says a lot, you know, from the pharmacy. Yeah. It says I would be the one filling them, you know? Right. Right. (laughs) Well, and you know, what's funny in, in you saying that I, uh, I didn't realize this, but metformin, the drug that they prescribed to me um, about a month ago, is actually also something that they prescribe to women with PCOS. And they're prescribing this to women and they can't get pregnant. And you know what they're finding, these women, they're finding that if they stop the metformin, change their diet, and get the inflammation dealt with, they all of a sudden get pregnant and can have a baby. And so I, it was just so funny that I was watching this person's story on Instagram and I was like, holy cow, this is exactly what I've been talking about. But from a totally different health perspective, they're talking about that. So just as much as the food that we eat matters, like choosing a salad over a big old juicy burger, that matters, right? Mm -hmm. Prescription drugs, those things you put in your body they matter. You need to know, you need to know why and what the consequences of taking those things are too much ibuprofen damages your liver. Come on people. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just so many things out there. And, um, but if I could choose like that, that was the big thing for me. It was like, wait a second, I can take cinnamon and I can take turmeric and I can take saffron and I can heal my body and I can eat a certain way that will heal my body. 
Yeah, I'll take that any day over consistent diarrhea from metformin. Yeah, the and, side the side effects. Yeah. Yeah. Like what there's what's... side effects to all those drugs. I yeah, don't care what anybody there all always is. There that's why I had to put the labels on it. Yep. Every drug that I had to fill yep. had a side effect to it. Yep. Every single drug. So tell me that that's <laughs> I mean, you know, you got to weigh it out, you know, you people, do. you got to weigh it out. It's, it's really your battle, what you're going through, but why not choose a method that will get to the root of the problem? Well, um, and I don't, you know, I disagree with people that say things like, well, I'm not going to change the way that I eat. So just give me the medication. That's wrong. You are defiling your body by making that statement to your doctor. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. And here's the thing. What's it going to take? The doctor tells you, Hey, you know, you got diabetes, you need to control your sugar levels, but then you don't listen. And then what you lose a toe, but that's a little bit of a wake up call, but yeah, well, you know, I'm going to go back to eating what I want to eat. And then all of a sudden you lose your foot. Is it going to take losing the entire leg before you actually listen? Yeah. And stop eating the garbage that is causing the diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, I mean, there are situations where people have diabetes, like diabetes one, yeah, where they have to get the insulin pump and all that. Now that that's, that's a very serious thing. And that's very different from diabetes type two, where people are like severely obese. Yes. And it's caused by diet. Yeah. It's caused by carbohydrates and sugar. It's the truth. That's really what it is. Because uh, if you understand the body, complex carbohydrates, such as breads and things of that nature, turn to sugar, yeah. you know, especially the processed junk that we have today. But anyways, there's, only so, there's only so much a body can take, you know, when you overdo it, then, then your body's going to respond and that you yeah. got it. Your body responding with, with inflammation is telling you there's something wrong. That's right. There's something wrong. So when your body gets inflamed, it's warning you, Hey something's wrong with your body, you know, something's wrong. Let's just like when you get a pain in your mouth, it's telling you you've got a cavity or you've got a problem, or if you got an earache, it's saying, Hey, do something about this because this is a bad situation. It's about to go bad. So that's what the inflammation does. The body God designed us amazingly. Yes. Okay. Yes. He is creator of all things. And to take this complex body and for it to respond the way it does, even, even so like when you get a cut on your leg, okay, the body sends all these blood cells up there to help heal it and then form a scab, your natural bandaid. So it's just, it's amazing how our bodies respond. So yet the inflammation is definitely letting you know that there's a problem. And we need to get it fixed. Exactly. And that you use the key word there. uh, It's warning. Your body's giving you a warning. Mm -hmm. The Bible is also our warning method. So like if you're not in the word spiritually and you're not taking and carry your body physically, there's going to be warnings that come out. So the warning in our physical body is pain. It's sickness, you know, and, and that's really where I'm coming from is like, Hey, you didn't listen to the first warning. It's like those children of Israel, you don't listen to the first warning where your doctor said, you need to slow it down. 
Your diabetes is going to get out of control. And then you don't listen to the second warning where the doctor's like, I'm sorry, you got to lose the toe. Children yeah. of Israel, again, they didn't listen. They swept back to worship of idols. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that food an idol to you? Is that place that you go, that habit that you have, is that your idol? Yep. That destroys your marriage. And, you know, and so it affects your sex life. That's right. I mean, you know, this, I had a pastor say this and I, that's why I feel like I have a right to say it, but I had a pastor say that if, if your husband's at home watching all this pornography, what's happening is you're, the woman is just going to get the leftovers and she's not going to get all the good stuff. So you're just giving her the good, you're just giving her just a, you know, just all the leftovers when you could have gave her, you know, everything. Yeah. By yeah. saving yourself from watching that stuff. So you're, you're, you're being dismissive toward her, which can affect your marriage. And you wonder why she doesn't feel fulfilled. It's because you guys aren't coming together and saying, Hey, I'm struggling with this. We got to work this out. We yeah. got an addiction, you know, just like alcoholism. Let's go to there. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. If you keep drinking alcohol or drugs or anything like that, where it consumes you, then you won't show up to work or you've just, you wouldn't be any good to anybody. So there's this over, over indulgences in these things and it affects your marriage and your family life. Absolutely. And they become, and they are idols. Yes. They're the distractions in our lives that keep us from being set apart and holy. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, touching on those subjects, I completely agree with you. They damage relationships. They damage family. It's all across the board. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I get a little frustrated because I see people that they, you know, talk about how they can't pay their bills. But let me tell you, they're smoking 40, you know, mm-hmm. and you're looking at them going, hold on a second. You're smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. That mm-hmm. ain't cheap. Right. And that's not saying that you're not a saved Christian. Nobody's no, saying that. No, but don't you come know, to me. You could be watching pornography or any of drinking and all this kind of stuff. But the problem is when it's overdone, it's going to affect your finances. It's going to, and you're wondering there why you you're broke or you're wondering why your sex life isn't good with your wife or you're wondering why you're, you're overweight and you're wondering why you're sick all the time and your liver's destroyed. It's mm-hmm. because overdoing you're overdoing it with that success yes and i think that you know these things let's just be real we're not perfect jamie and i but Mm -mm. these are things that tend to be an outward sign of an inward weakness yes and so all the things that we do to our bodies or the places we go the things we watch the things we consume that is, if there are things that aren't beneficial to us, it's just showing we have a weakness spiritually and we really need yes. to get in tune with God and he'll strengthen us. He will. Mm-hmm. I'll be mm-hmm. honest. I used to smoke. I mm-hmm. smoked. And you know what? For a long time, I, it was my stress. It was the, the reliever of stress. I knew it wasn't good for me, blah, blah, blah. But I did it. But mm-hmm. I was set free from that. And I, I was able to dig into the word of the Lord and say, it didn't make me any less of a Christian. I'm not dogging people. And that's why I shared that personal piece about me and my past is that I did it. It doesn't mean that I didn't love the Lord. It didn't mean he didn't love me. It was just, it was an outward sign of my inward weakness that I couldn't come to him about my stress, that I chose nicotine to deal with my stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You would go on the fast paced route. That's right. I needed instant 
relief gratification yeah it's the same thing with you like you said the pornography alcohol drugs you know shopping Ooh, ladies oh spending money yes spending money you know we talked about emotional buying yeah emotional buying watch out for that qvc man they'll get you they hook you there are people that i have heard that are addicts to that stuff oh yeah and so i said all that just to say when we have these weaknesses in our bodies, our spirit, man, our mind. If we just turn to him, turn to him first. Yeah. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And you know what? He is never short on his hand for you. Mm -hmm. I know I've had situations like that too. Even recently it's like, Oh Lord, I'm feeling overcome. Should I buy this? Should I buy that? Should I, and I'll get on my knees and all of a sudden I'm praying, you know, for, you know, preparing for the wedding shower yeah, yeah, and, and I'm like, and I'll pray about it. And then I'll just, this calm calmness comes over me and the sense of, no, you don't need that. You don't need this. You're fine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, well, good. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I, I, um, but you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you come up, when these situations arise, where you feel like, I, I want, I want, I want, mm-hmm. but do you really need? And yeah. that's, I want in every area of your life. Yes. yes. We, have, we live in an, I want society. Not We a do. Name. Yeah. We're bombarded with it. I want, I want, I want. I mean, there's a song I think out there. I want, I want somebody love me. I've heard it so many <laughs> times on, on, it's on TikTok and, and it's like, oh my gosh that's it it's gotten my brain that I want something I need that I want that I want that I want that but do I need it is it something necessity yeah you know it's like the TikTok made me buy it situation you know oh my goodness yes I've been there I've done it I'm not gonna lie and I bought the leggings so but anyways (laughs) (laughs) but what I will say is this just to try and wrap this up a little bit when you are grounded and rooted in the Lord all of your peace, all of your hope, all of your comfort, all your wants and needs and your desires seem to just focus on him. Yeah. And you find peace and hope mm-hmm. and you can just rest in him. And when you feel those urges to buy, to eat, to whatever it is, if you can just stop long enough, it doesn't have to be like, it didn't have to be five minutes. Just stop 30 seconds. Just 30 seconds. Even Father, a I just need you. Yeah. But it's realizing what you're doing, I think, before you do it, mm-hmm. rather than being an impulsive Christian. So try and live a life that's separated, that's set apart. That's what I would encourage you today and grounded yes. and rooted in his word. Yes. Yes. And I think to go alongside with that, just like I was just saying that taste and see that the Lord is good in every situation, invite him with you Yes. to eat, invite him with you to shop. Yes. Invite him <laughs> with you. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm saying he's going to be the best shopping partner you've ever had. Yeah, he's going to stop you. <laughs> Girl, you don't yeah. need them shoes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's like maybe that sometimes maybe it's better, which I think our society has called this 
caused us to be kind of lone rangers when we go shopping, which can be dangerous. Oh yeah. You know, have a woman alone with a credit card. I mean, that could be a dangerous situation. Having a woman alone with Amazon is dangerous. What are you talking about? It's like we've become so dangerous, you know, this whole like lone, lone rangers, you know, but when it used to be where we used to go, I know when I was a teenager, I used to go shopping with my friends. We would go out. I'd pick them up in my Jeep. I remember Eliza and Tanya. And I think even you a couple of times where we just go to the mall together and we just go pick up a little bit you know go to claire's boutique and pick up yeah. a little earrings and be like oh that's cute that's cute and you know it's kind of like we just kind of mm-hmm. took it easy we didn't try to when you're by yourself you can get a mo- more emotional oh yeah you know? i mean emotional spending is definitely there some people shop some people eat some people do drugs some people run so, uh, excessive exercise and you can flip all of this and we could go down a whole nother rabbit hole of just overdoing it physically. Yes. Yes. And I just, like I was just saying, I mean, just invite the Lord with you invite Amen. him with you, maybe even invite a friend that a godly friend with you to, and that's actually more fun yeah. to go with somebody, but you know, remember the Lord in these situations, just like before you eat, you, you pray you bless your food and you give thanks, you know, give thanks in everything that, you know, you do because these bodies do belong to him. Yeah. They we do. belong to him. We, we're, we're God's property. Yeah. So that's exactly what I like it. to say on that. I like it. It's good. You made me think of a song there when you just give thanks to the Lord, our God and God King is love Yes, I love that song. (laughs) I was like sitting there thinking, I was like, oh yeah, give thanks to the Lord. You know what? It's it's good stuff. But anyways, guys, that is our thoughts on that. It's amazing how you can unpack one verse. Just one verse. That's all it was. And boom, there's so much in it that he shares with us. So be encouraged, get in the word, and uh know that hey, invite the Lord along with you. He wants to go. He wants to be invited because he loves you. He does. He loves you. We love you. Yes, and we love you too. Well, have a great rest of your week, y'all. All right, wrangle it in, y'all. Yeehaw. You've been listening to Freedom Wranglers. That music right there is Later Alligator by Shane Ivers, and you can find that at www.silvermansound.com. We also want to thank Goodman Ministries for all of their financial support for this podcast. Now, don't you forget to saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in freedom this week.